Hi, you're listening to the Food Adventures Podcast Season 3, and I'm your host, Beth Fuller. This is a podcast dedicated to all things food, from culinary sleuthing to recipe ideas and interviews with people who are passionate about food and delicious adventures. So join me here on Fridays to explore the world through the lens of food, and together we can share some laughs, conversation, and I welcome you at my table always. So if you're ready, let's jump into our next food adventure together right now. Hey everyone, you're listening to the Food Adventures Podcast, Season 3! What? And I'm your host, Beth Fuller. I can't believe it's Season 3. If you're new, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. Welcome. You have a lot of catching up to do. No, no pressure. No pressure. You've been here through all the seasons. Well, I love you and thank you for listening to me every week chattering away. And you know what I'm going to say. Don't take notes. I've taken all of your notes. So head on over to my website for everything, elizabethrfuller.com. And while you're there, take in that amazing food, product, and lifestyle photography. It's what I do for a living. So if you need photos, I'm your gal. Hit me up. If you've got questions for the podcast, if you want to be on the podcast, if you need culinary sleuthing of any 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 kind i'm your gal send me an email let's go on a food adventure at gmail.com and of course tag me in all of your food adventures on instagram at let's go on a food adventure all right you guys let's do this let's go on a food adventure happy new year everybody it's 2023 i can't believe it uh i knew it was coming I did. I just, I'm like in shock that it's January of 2023. Like, where did last year go? Last year felt like it was like done in a, like in a snap compared to what 2020 and like even parts of 2021 felt like where those felt like each year could have been five years, you know, and like last year, 2022 was kind of more of a air quotes, not normal year, but whatever the new normal is. And it just feels like it went by in such a flash. Um, as you all know, it was very action packed for me. And if you haven't watched me on Netflix, I'm going to beat a dead horse. I hate that saying. Uh, go and watch me uh, on Cook at All Costs, episode two, American Diner, because uh, you should. And it's fun. And I've watched myself now a handful of times on there. And uh, you should too. So (laughs) if you like cooking competitions, it is a ton of fun. I've watched every episode and I think they're all super fun and interesting. I think every cast was really cool to watch. And I really wish we could have like all gotten together at some point to like share our experiences and hang out. Maybe that's something in the future. But it was... In each, I loved everyone's different strategy, and it's a really fun show to watch. I hope it gets picked up for a season two, and maybe they want me to come on as a judge. Like, wouldn't that be so fun? I mean, anyone who wants to put me on TV for good reasons, I'm I'm there. I'm absolutely there. Um, so today, I was dreaming up like where, what I wanted to start the year off with, and I've been so inundated with um photo shoot prep and 
a lot of other moving parts and things, all good things, all wonderful, wonderful things. But I realized I was like, oh, and I have a handful of your questions. Again, please keep sending them in. Um, let's go on a food adventure at gmail.com or you can slide into my DMs uh, on Instagram. Let's go on a food adventure. And I'm happy to culinary sleuth out any food question, recipe question, any any question at all that you guys have. I'm here for it. And I have some really fun episodes coming up this year. I'm still going to try to release on, I'm definitely releasing these on Fridays. Um, I'm trying, you know, once a week, every other week, we'll figure it out together. So one of the things, whether you may or may not know this about me, is I am obsessed, obsessed with cookbooks. I am a collector of cookbooks. I don't collect anything like specific, like I'm not like looking for first edition from the 1700s in, you know, whatever. No, Mm -mm. nope. I love beautiful cookbooks. I love the photography in them. I love, for obvious reasons, I love uh, supporting the authors. I love, and all of the people behind the scenes. I mean, when you buy a cookbook, you're not just supporting the person's name on the front, you're supporting... Um, the food stylist, the photographer, the art director, the publishing house. So there's a lot of people that you can support while purchasing your cookbook. Um, I arranged them all on a huge bookshelf in color order by their spine. <clears throat> so all the red ones are together, the orange, the yellow, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I always ask for, like, if you're looking to get me a gift it's a really good idea to ask me, what kind of cookbooks are you into right now? Are there any you're dying to have? Because I uh, have an ongoing running list of cookbooks that I am dying to get my hands on. Don't bother getting me mugs or anything like that. You want to get me cookbooks. So that's always, and and just ask me (laughs) because I do have a list. I do have a list. Um, So I thought today we'd review a couple of cookbooks that I am so head over heels for at the moment. And some of these aren't new cookbooks. They're just ones that I've recently like truly fallen in love with. Um, So yeah, let's get into it. All right, my first cookbook. This one I found in this very cute shop in Toronto while I was up there filming cook at all costs for Netflix. And, um, yeah, I'm going to keep plugging it. Um, and when I, when I saw it, it caught my eye and I was like, oh my God, I have to have it, even though I have no room in my tiny little carry on, but I bought it anyway. Food of the Italian South by Katie Parla. It's recipes for classic disappearing and lost dishes. So the thing I love about this cookbook as some most of you probably know, if you don't know, half of my family is from Hungary. Um, my dad and his family left in 56 during the revolution. And the other half of my family is really from southern Italy um, in the Puglia region in this little town called Troia. So when I saw this cookbook, because with Italian cooking, it's so, and it's one of the most beautiful things. And one of the things that I really love about Italian cooking, it's so regional. If it doesn't grow together, 
it doesn't go together. And if you're not growing it right now and it's not coming up out of the ground right now, you're not eating it. So it's so seasonal. It's everything works so beautifully and harmoniously together. Um, and I like regional Italian cookbooks. I This one caught my eye again because my family's from the South and I love the recipes from Southern Italy. I mean, I love recipes from all over Italy, but my heart gets pulled at you know, my heartstrings get pulled for Southern Italian recipes. The cookbook I think is great because it's arranged by how you would eat it. Um, if you were sitting at a table having a lengthy meal, it goes from antipasti to all the way down to cocktails at the very end. Um, and it's a thoughtful cookbook. The other thing I really love about it, um, this and another one I'm going to talk about in a moment, is that in, I mean, in a lot of traditions, in a lot of uh, uh, countries, people don't write recipes down. And they're passed down through either watching someone make it or it's orally kind of dictated as someone's making it. But no one really writes these recipes down. And so if someone's not paying attention, they die with the people who made them for you. So it's nice to see someone taking the time and care to, one, appreciate this region and the food, but also give a voice to these recipes and put them in print because um, a lot of them might not be around if she didn't go ahead and do this or, you know, other people have done it as well. But I think she did a very lovely job with this cookbook. I, um, it's, you know, beautifully shot. I enjoy the, the natural light aspects of it. The recipes themselves, nothing is like over the top challenging to make with thousands of ingredients. I mean, I picked up, um, uh, somebody feed Phil his cookbook, uh, just like book slash cookbook sort of. Um, and he has Massimo Bottura's, it's like the seven ages of Parmesan. And if you don't know who Massimo Bottura is, he's a very, very, very famous chef from like the Modena, Emilia Romagna region. And uh, his recipe, he's one of the best chefs in the world. He's up there. And this recipe for this, like, I, I'm getting the name wrong, I'm sure, but it's like the seven ages of Parmesan. It's like, I can't even believe, <laughs> I can't even believe this recipe, like, this recipe exists in a cookbook. It's so intense. I've been going to, it's like my Mount Everest. I will make it someday. Um, I just, <laughs> it's insane. It's insane. Anyway, um, I probably have everything to make it, but so this cookbook is not that. It's it's rustic in a beautiful way, and um, there's a lot of really nice recipes in here. I made the pork cooked with grapes. I thought that was delicious. Um, some of the stuff is definitely like there's goat recipes and buffalo recipes, which is a little difficult to find uh, outside of that region, maybe. But you can always substitute something else for it. There's like this um, cauliflower, olive and pepper caper salad that was really good. Um, I can go on and on about certain recipes, but I mean, there's some delicious pastas in here. There's a great frittata recipe in here. Um there's some stuffed, a stuffed mussel recipe that's really good. And um, you can hear me flipping through the cookbook. Like I said, nothing is like crazy, tons of ingredients, 
hard. Um, but I think it's very sweet. It's, I think, a really nice little cookbook. If you're interested in learning more about Southern Italian food, I think this is a great place to um, to start. Oh, I am. I have made also, there's an endive tomato tuna and mozzarella bread salad that's really good. Really, 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 really good. So good. I'm actually making it again tonight. So <laughs> there you have it. Um, all right. And again, that is Food of the Italian South by Katie Parla. Recipes for classic disappearing and lost dishes. Okie dokie. Up next, an oldie but a goodie. It's not even that old, but it's a good one. Myers and Chang at Home by Joanne Chang. So, and I got to also hold on, give a shout out to my really good friend, Katrine Kelty, who styled this cookbook. I love her. I work with her. Um, on other projects and it's a fabulous cookbook and they have a wonderful restaurant here in the Boston area. So um, I've had the joy and pleasure of eating at Myers and Chang a handful of times over the years. The food always delicious. Karen who got her start on well not got her start but she is known from Top Chef and she has a handful of restaurants now here in the Boston area. Um Fox and the Knife, Bar Volepe, Volepe, Vol. (laughs) And I'm, I'm almost positive she's going to come out with another one. I know she's coming out with a new cookbook this year. Um, She's fucking amazing. She is a powerhouse of a woman. Her and her wife just had a beautiful baby. So congratulations to them. Anyway, she was the executive chef at Myers and Chang for a while before she went out on her own. So we ate there when she was the executive chef and it was delicious. Um, the cookbook itself, it is some of the beloved recipes, um, and dishes from the restaurant. So are they, when you make them at home, is it as good as eating there? No, Mm -mm. no. Uh, is it really fun to try to make these at home and have a lovely experience in your kitchen? Absolutely. So some of my, my favorite things are the green papaya slaw recipe is delicious. There's a few dumpling recipes in this cookbook that are out of this world. The um, chicken and rapini stir fry is wicked good. The wok charred udon noodles with bok choy is incredible. There's a pork ragu recipe in here that's delicious. Um, even like the beef and Chinese broccoli chow fun, lamb belly bacon. I mean, the literally I can go on and on and on about this cookbook. I've cooked it for out of it for a few years now. I absolutely love it. Um, there's an eggplant side dish that is just to die for with this like spicy, sweet, soury glaze, um, red miso glazed carrots, Kung Pao chickpeas. Come on, people. Come on, people. Anyway, if you're looking for an Asian cookbook that uh, makes delicious food, and if you've ever eaten at Myers and Chang, then this is a great one to have in your collection. And I think it's really delicious. And again, it's not a cookbook that has like a thousand ingredients for each recipe. Um, I think they do a really nice job of tailoring it to someone who would be making this in um, their own kitchen. You know what I mean? All right. Next cookbook. Okay. This next one. I am so in love with this cookbook. (laughs) I've made so many things from this cookbook. It's banana pants. 
Um, this is called Salad Freak by Jess Damuk. I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing the last name right. I apologize if I'm not. Recipes to feed a healthy obsession. And let me fucking tell you, I am obsessed with this cookbook. So the photography in this cookbook, fucking gorgeous. Love it. The um, way it's laid out, seasonal. Love that. I don't necessarily, uh, I mean, I try to eat seasonally. Sometimes when you're craving something, you're craving something. And we live in America, and unfortunately, we can get everything all at the same time, even though it doesn't always taste magically delicious. But like right now, citrus, if you're not eating citrus, I don't even want to know you. No, I'm kidding. I do want to know you, but you really should be eating citrus right now because it is just heavenly. Um, We are in primetime citrus season, people. So this cookbook, uh, it is magically delicious. Uh, I have not made a recipe out of here that wasn't fantastic. I love that it's not just salad. It's salad and it's like filling salads that are some of these recipes are salads in disguise, you know? So anyway, a couple that have stood out recently in the last like two weeks that I've made, the New Year's Eve citrus avocado and little radish salad. I don't know where the hell you're getting those adorable little radishes. I mean, like these things look like teeny tiny little fingernails, like they're tiny little radishes. Um, I don't live near a farmer's market in California. Maybe that's where you're getting them. But they look amazing and the salad is delicious. Again, this cookbook could not be any simpler with their ingredients lists. Um, nothing wacky. You're not running out. You probably have a lot of this already in your kitchen if you have a decent stocked pantry. Um, the mandarins and cream. Just wait a second. Hear me out. Uh, Todd always makes fun of me when we watch TV and that dollop of daisy commercial comes on the daisy sour cream commercial and somebody dips a fucking strawberry in a tub of sour cream and they're like "Mm," and they take a bite and i'm like who in their right mind (laughs) would dip a fucking strawberry in sour cream no 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 i mean we don't judge but come on but let me tell you mandarins and cream shut the fuck up Right now, I had some of the best mandarins I've ever had in my little life about a week ago. They were so effing sweet like candy. And so with this, you take burrata. I'm salivating thinking about it. Tear open some burrata, open a fuck ton of mandarins, put it all in a bowl, drizzle it with really good olive oil, some um, uh, flaky sea salt, like Maldon salt. Maybe you want a crusty bread. Maybe you don't. I don't know. I'm telling you, it was magic. Magic. Another one that was so good, the crispy uh, crispy chicken with gingery cabbage, cabbage, mandarins, and almonds. It was almost like um, chicken milanese, you know, pounded out, pan fried with just the most gorgeous Asian-y, slaw-y salad on top. Oh, so good. So good. The Swiss chard with garlicky yogurt and crispy egg. Shut up. Shut up. The roasted cauliflower with almonds and anchovies and herbs. I mean, I can literally, I've cooked so many of these recipes from this cookbook in the last two weeks. 
Um, just trying to get more vegetables in my diet because I don't think the month of December had enough vegetables in it. My husband would disagree with me, but um, I don't think so. So anyway, this cookbook, run, don't walk to your local bookstore. Pick it up. Pick it up. It is so, so, so good. Highly recommend it. Again, Salad Freak, Just Demuk, 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 hmm. Recipes to Feed a Healthy Obsession. Well, all right, all right, all right. This one, this one tugs at my heartstrings. This one is Pasta Grannies by Vicki Benson, Comfort Cooking. If you have not watched Pasta Grannies on YouTube, started in like 2015-ish, I don't know what you were. Have you been under a rock? Have you been living under a rock? Get out from under your rock. Go and watch this. It is the most heartwarming, sweet, and adorable show. I mean, Italian nonas making recipes that they love. And I mean, what, what more? What more could you ask for? She's got two cookbooks. This one is comfort cooking because who doesn't want comfort? with pasta and grannies when you're cooking. This cookbook it is so I'm not going to say like you need to be an advanced home cook or chef to make these recipes, but I am going to say you need a little culinary confidence because the reason I if you can hear Oliver he's snoring next to me in the background. My sweet baby fluff. Um you need culinary confidence. This, these are these are recipes that are, you know, something. Some are from a completely different time. Some are you're like, where am I getting chestnut flour from? You know, they're regional recipes. The cookbooks laid out. This one in particular is laid out by um, herbs, nuts, and spices, then vegetables, then rice. Meat, seafood, dairy, pizza, pastry, pies. The beginning does give a really nice how to make pasta by hand, how to cook the pasta, because it's not like you, I mean, you know how to cook pasta, but you don't know how to cook pasta. So read, read the cookbook. Um, that's the other thing I really recommend is any of these cookbooks, read them. Don't just skim through and try to find a recipe because of a pretty picture. I mean, do that too. But sit down and read these books. The words are there for a reason. Some of them offer a ton of like a wealth of information. And um, I recommend getting a cup of tea or coffee or whatever you prefer, especially if it's warm in a mug that you love. That's like a hug in your heart. And you can sit somewhere cozy and get a good cookbook and just thumb through it and read it like a regular book. I do that. <laughs> it is, it is, it brings me so much joy and I feel like you should too. Um, a lot of these recipes as well are, I wouldn't say, I mean, you seasonally driven. So they're just not in that kind of order. Like the spaghetti with, um, courgettes and mint from Laszlo. Oh God, so good. It's so good. It's delicious. Um, it has guanciale in it. Courgettes are, uh, courgettes. Sorry, courgettes. Jesus Christ, Beth. Courgettes. They're zucchini, but you want to use like really small zucchini in this recipe. Um, 
and the only time you're going to get really small zucchini is when they're in season but that's what you want there's there's just there's so many wonderful recipes in this cookbook it's i like the way it's shot it's shot in a very rustic way um again this tugs at my heartstrings because of the show so have i made a lot of the recipes out of this cookbook no have i sat down and read it cover to cover recently absolutely and uh the stories are beautiful the pictures are beautiful you get to see the nonas um and i think it just captures who they are i love seeing part of the thing i really love photographing is people's hands um while they're cooking or while they're making something I love seeing just the story that someone's hands tell when they're making something that they love making. It's important to infuse not just motion, but I think it just grounds the the imagery as well as brings just this beautiful authenticity to the photo and seeing these nonas in their hands. It's just it it really it checks a lot of my boxes personally as a photographer and um just as an as a lover of grandparents so if you are looking to have a little more grandparent love in your life i highly recommend pasta grannies comfort cooking by vicky benson okie dokie do up next jerusalem a cookbook by yotam antelegi if you don't know who yotam antelegi is well, I'm sure you do. If you listen to this podcast, I talk about him a lot. I love him. I love his food. I love his restaurants in London. I think he is just a fabulous human, and he makes wonderful, wonderful food, and he's got a lot of great cookbooks, and this is one of them. That's good. It's really good. It's delicious. You should get it. So this cookbook is, I think, his second one he put out. He put out one called Plenty. Then this one, which is, again, Jerusalem. And then there's a slew of other ones. I think one of his most recent ones is called Flavor, which I own as well. It's really, really, really good. Very interestingly laid out. The recipes are dynamic. Um, I think it is, I don't want to say it's advanced, but it's definitely like you need a little culinary confidence for some of those recipes but they're like they're not hard they're delicious and again beautiful photography in that cookbook plenty is um his first cookbook it uh, it is if you don't own it i would definitely get that one as well jerusalem i like a lot it's kind of in the same vein as all of his cookbooks it's laid out by like vegetables, grains, soups, stuffed meat, fish, savory pastries, sweets, desserts, and condiments. Um, it is based, uh, the, the, the cooking and the recipes are, you know, really based on Jerusalem. And I think the, uh, it really, the flavors are delicious. The recipes are not difficult to make. Um, I've made a handful of these over the years. I've recently, you know, went through the cookbook again because that's what I do. I just get drawn to a cookbook and then I sit there and I read it and fall in love with it all over again for the best reasons possible. Like the roasted butternut squash, red onions, tahini and za'atar. Nothing complicated about that. You probably have a lot of those ingredients near you or on hand and finding za'atar and tahini Especially nowadays, no big deal at all. Um, Z and Z spices make some of the best zatar 
and that I've had as well as Sumac. So support them. They're fabulous. I believe they're out of DC. My friend Rosie, she was on an episode uh, when we talked about Lebanese food and um, in season one of the podcast and we, uh, and she loves them. So if she loves them and I can tell you, I love them, you're going to love them too. His falafel recipe in this is great. The barley risotto with marinated feta is really good. I'm going to pronounce this wrong. So just bear with me, but Mejadar, Mejadar, it's M-E-J-A-D-R-A. It, it is, I made this a couple of nights ago. It is so effing good. It's lentils, um, onions, tons of warming spices like allspice and cinnamon and there's some coriander and cumin and turmeric and then it also has just these crispy shallots that you top it with you can add angel hair pasta to this as well for another level uh of starch in it and then you kind of eat it with like yogurt and cucumbers or just Greek yogurt. It, it, oh my God, it is so comforting and so delicious. And the warming spices in it are so just outstanding. So highly, highly recommend that. He has a stuffed onion recipe in here. That's really, really good. And it's pomegranate molasses. Um, and it's, the onions are stuffed with like rice and pine nuts and mint, parsley, some cumin, clove, allspice. Like who doesn't want that? And you like drizzle some fresh lemon juice on top when they're done. There's a good Kafka recipe in here, a um, couple of meatball recipes. Uh, there is like some lamb meatballs with yogurt and herbs and barberries, um, zucchini and turkey burgers with green onion and cumin and some sumac and this like Greeky yogurty sauce to put on them. Honestly, it's a really, really nice cookbook. Um, any of his cookbooks are great. Again, this one is Jerusalem, a cookbook. And it's by Yotam Ottolegi. Now last, and certainly not least, Eric Kim and his cookbook, Korean American. I think we can all agree that Eric Kim is just a dollop, a gem of a human. Uh, if you don't know who he is, he is a food writer, editor from the New York Times. He creates beautiful, beautiful, incredible recipes for the Times, and um, they're all delicious and winners, and this cookbook is just, oh, can't even. He is like the sweetest little pudding pop on the planet, and this, like, this cookbook is so delicious. Um, it's laid out really in a fun way. The photography in it, oh, wish I shot it. Chef's kiss. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's beautifully done. The cookbook layout. So it's like fast, quick dinners and then a whole chapter on recipes with kimchi in it. Um, a whole soupy sort of chapter, a whole rice chapter, a fish chapter, a veggie chapter. And then there's like menus for if you're having like a big gathering together and then um, a dessert chapter. I love this cookbook. He grew up in Atlanta with his parents who are from Korea. And it's such an homage to where he's his family is from, right? Sorry, I'm flipping through the cookbook as we're talking, as well as growing up in Atlanta, Georgia. And it's a 
perfect mashup of exactly what I would want to eat. I love Korean food. I love Korean flavors. I put gochujang on so many things. If you didn't make his holiday cookies that were the caramel gochujang cookies, go find the recipe. I'll link it in the show notes um, from the Times. Make it. Make them. They're delicious. Um, Anyway, it's just like creamy bucatini with roasted seaweed. Hello, how are you doing? Gochujang shrimp with roasted seaweed grits. Like, yes. And then like Cornish game hen soup with fried shallot oil. I mean, I can keep going. Uh, Eric's kimchi fried rice with egg yolk, which is so effing good. Um, Cheeseburger kimbap. Like, come on. Come on. It's just, it's so fun. It's so whimsy. Uh, Weeknight curry rice with eggplant, spinach, and lotus root. Old Bay Shrimp Cocktail. Like, it's just, I'm flipping through as we're talking, but it's so, I'm just salivating reading this again. It Beautifully shot. The recipes are super duper fun. You're absolutely crazy if you don't want to make gochujang glazed zucchini with fried scallions. Um, like, the roasted chicken recipe. He's got sesame soil. Sesame soil. Jesus Christ, Beth. Sesame soy deviled eggs. Uh, just, I mean, Aunt Georgia's soy sauce fried chicken with jalapenos. What? 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 Crispy lemon pepper bulgogi with quick pickled shallots. Oh my God. It's just so good. Honey eyed biscuits with strawberry refrigerator jam. So you need to get this cookbook. Your taste buds will thank you. You're going to wake up your palate. You're going to eat yummy, fun food and explore some flavors and tastes from Korea, which is so effing good. So good. So again, Korean American by Eric Kim. Go and get it. All right, everyone. That's a wrap on episode one, season three of the Food Adventures podcast. I can't believe we're in season three. Crazy, crazy. Thank you all so much for following along and listening. I will link all of these beautiful cookbooks in the show notes. So click on them, buy these cookbooks. And if you buy any others and you fall in love with them, tell me because I have an ongoing list and I need to know these things. Uh, If you've got questions for the podcast, shoot me an email. Let's go on a food adventure at gmail.com. Head over to my website for the show notes, elizabethrfuller.com. And of course, tag me in all your food adventures on Instagram at let's go on a food adventure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all. Welcome to season three. Make some yummy food together this weekend and lead with kindness. And I'll see you next Friday. Bye.